G'day guys, this is the first episode I've recorded in a long, long while, um, can't remember, it was last episode with Ian Fenton I think, but eventually I got bored enough where I decided just to record one on me lonesome, because that's just how bored I am, and yeah, obviously the way things have been going at the moment with the virus and all that sort of nonsense have done a bit of a drastic change to everyone, made it a bit bit harder to do things for people, although at the moment things are slightly starting to ease up and people can go out again now, but not do any grand adventures. I was meant to be in Mexico last week, hunting brocadier and oscillated turkey and bloody peccary and stuff like that, but unfortunately I was unable to go to to the way things are at the moment. But that's just the way it is. Making things are out of your control. We can't really help that. Um so yeah, as I said, I'm on my lonesome today for this episode. Don't have any guests with me. Basically I just wanted to try something different. Mainly just basically the the podcast is hunting like that's the subject that's the main focus so occasionally I might go off tangent and might look at a different subject but it is revolves around hunting and I just want to you know that's that's basically what the podcast is for like I've had past guests like bow hunters rifle hunters and and a dog like I want to keep the the audience sort of mixed on a little bit of everything so it's not sort of like focused on the one part of hunting where it's like all hunting so yeah that's what that's what I try to focus on it's gets a little bit harder to get guests on and stuff because I like to record stuff in person it's how I usually like to do it but especially with the way things are now it's just very hard to do and I don't have the right equipment and whatnot to do like Skype calls and stuff like a lot of podcasts do, which actually would be better if I put my finger out and did all that, but I'm too lazy and not really tech smart. Like, I'm recording this on my phone. Like, in every podcast before this was all recorded on this phone. So it's, you know, not top of the line thing. Like, there's, there's better quality and better content podcasts out there like Hunting Camp Down Under and bloody The Rich Outdoors, Meat Eater, bloody Cutting the Distance, Joe Rogan, like those podcasts are just, they're just fantastic and obviously just better quality and better content and I'm just doing this for shits and giggle. Like if you don't like them, you can just stop recording for it like it's a free podcast so don't, who gives a shit? Um, so bit different today like this is a well it is basically a hunting subject but a bit different from like just interviewing someone so we'll just go down a different route the way this came about was obviously in the last episode I recorded was with Ian Fenton now Ian was did have the Australian Archery Museum but obviously since I've recorded that it's closed down and no longer open for people to come by and check it out, which is unfortunate, but 
things have happened that I I don't fully understand it, but it's just the route that it had to be that was taken. But during one of my visits to seeing Ian and his wife Roma, he showed me a book called Unforgettable Butterhunters. And he opened it up to a chapter. He goes, Hey, read all that and yeah, I think you'd find it interesting. So when you're told to read a book, you usually read the book. So the chapter was about a a hunter named Robert Hansen, who was a hunter and a baker up in Alaska. And, well, he had four records entered into the Pope and Young in that time. Two of them being a doll sheep and a barren ground caribou, both of them shot in 1971, both entered into the Pope and Young record books, with the doll sheep being the world record, and the barren ground caribou being the number two. So that was that's a quite an achievement, but that's not what he's known for, because Robert Hansen was a fucking serial killer. He used to go out, mainly he aimed for exotic dancers or prostitutes, and he'd go around this bit of a manor, obviously like paying for a service and do what he'd do, but then at some point he would kidnap them. And then during the kidnapping, he would take them onto a, an aeroplane like a super cub and then fly them out into the Alaskan wilderness somewhere where he'd do un god awful what knows things to him because that's just what bloody horrible people tend to do. Then let him go, but then he'd go after him and then hunt him down with a two to three rifle. He got up to seventeen or twenty victims. There is arguments there is more and just eventually when he pled guilty he did lead authorities to like fifteen grave sites just marked down on a map or something about where he buried all of them and yeah just did his messed up thing just a outright piece of shit when I heard that like when I read his story and saw all that it made me wonder about his records especially the doll sheep how that came in the record books and Wondering since that's come out, did they get removed? Was it still in there? Is it still recognised as a thing? Because during the time when he shot that sheep, there is argument amongst the hunting community there in Anchorage, or in Alaska in general, that when he went into the mountain range to go hunt for the sheep, he took a rifle with him. So there's argument that it's not Pope and Young rule acquired and that it shouldn't be allowed, but at the time it was allowed. There were... Another weird thing that came up when I was looking all this up was that a, he shot the doll ship with a crossbow, but that was only on one website. I couldn't... I'm, I did a quick bit of research on it and... 
only found one that said he killed it with a crossbow. I haven't found anything else about information on his archery equipment or what he'd use if it was a recurve or a compound, but someone said a crossbow. And he shot that and that became the world record. The, his record was 163 and 1 8. So that was the, that's the doll sheet. That's the, that was the world record, and that was back in 1971. So, but if you look at the Pope and Young rules, it there is a statement like it goes, there's what equipment is allowed, are you allowed to use as a hunter to take animals and whatnot for it to be class for Pope and Young records. And that's like long bows, compound bows, recurve bows, like just straightforward, draw back under your own strength sort of thing, like just a t- typical archery equipment. Crossbow does not count. If you take an animal with a crossbow, it's not class for Pope and Young to go in. Now, if you're an archer or bow hunter in general, there is at some point you would have heard of Pope and Young. The Pope and Young Club, anyway. It, most rifle hunters are just, especially new hunters who are getting into it and you've somehow stumbled onto this episode. Basically, Pope and Young is a big archery club and it's like a really big authority club, I think, in in the US, in North America. It was basically named after... Saxon Pope and Arthur Young back in the... And these guys were basically the first original archers back in the 1910s who learnt archery off a Native American fellow who was supposedly, like, the last of his tribe. So they learnt how to make their own bows and arrows from this guy and just took up archery and that, like, became their passion in life was, you know, going around hunting critters with archery with homemade archery equipment and it's grown from that yeah so yeah so that's what that's basically how what who pope and young are but then like since then like you know it's they've you know the name the club after them and it's their, their passion is archery and solely archery hunting but yeah so Arguably, he took it with a crossbow, but if he did take it with the crossbow, then it, it's not the world record for Pope and Young. But it was during the 70s, and I don't know, may, maybe Pope and Young have changed their rules on what archery equipment is. Maybe crossbows was allowed, but since like, technology has gotten better and better for crossbows and Electronics in general, they may have like rewritten the rules to sort of go. Now nah, we're going for fair chase, yada yada. Like just you know, it's got to be proper archery, not crossbow sort of buddy cheating. But you know, there is, I can't find any proof to say that he did take it with a crossbow. But in the end, people say he took it with a rifle anyway. But anyway, for the sake of argument, we'll just say that he shot it with just your average normal bow. And his bow, his doll sheet, as I said before, scored 163 and one eighth. That was back in 1971. Now, the new world record, as it stands now, 
because you can go on to Pope and Young and you can look up all the, the records that have been taken and specifically the top 10. The number one was taken by... Shit, I forgot his name. Um, I'll think of it in a moment. Uh, um, ah, right there. I've got notes here and I'm just trying to work out where I wrote it down on my notes. Um, it was taken by Dan Reynolds in 2012, Summer in the Yukon. And he scored... 174, which is a pretty, which is, you know, a good good bit of a gap. That was, in, yeah, 2012 that was taken. Now, the number two sheep scores 171. And that was taken back in 1988. So, that's it. And that sheep was taken in the same area that Hanson supposedly took his world record sheep. Now, the number 10 sheep was shot 97. It scored 165 and one-eighth. So in the top 10, if, you know, he wasn't, did all these horrible things and he wasn't part of all the bullshit and he did everything that was legally right in terms of hunting... For Pope and Young, anyway, he wouldn't. T- he doesn't score high enough to be in the top ten. So, but so in saying that, I can't look into it. I couldn't find enough information to decide whether he was part still in the record books or not. I think you got to be a member to get like the full list of records, and you know I'm not a member, so I don't have access to that. But I'm so I'm not entirely sure if. He still holds a record in there or not. Which was what made me curious. Like, is he still in the record books or because he was found out to be a complete disgusting human being that he was brushed off the records at all? And that was sort of something I wanted to know. That was my main point of interest was know if he's still in the record books or did he get thrown out because... Of the shit, of the shit that he's done, but I couldn't find any. I'm sure there might be a someone who is part of Pope and Young and who has those, re- the the records of the list and might be able to find out. But I don't. So that's his like this is just a quick little bit of research that I looked into it. Um. So yeah, he's in the number two gun caribou. He shot 1971 as well. Like the doll sheep and the caribou were shot in the same year. But I, I didn't really look into the caribou that much. He shot, yeah, two doll sheep and two caribou in the same year or something like that, which was maybe, yeah, I think maybe the the laws are probably different then. Looking at more of a conservation point of view, I'm, I think that would have limited to how many bloody sh- sheep you'd be shooting now. I found it odd that he was allowed to shoot too. Maybe oh, that could have been a misprint or there's falsely given information that I found. But who knows? But yeah, so in the in the book, Unforgettable Hunters, Unforgettable Bone Hunters, I should say, that book's got like people like Fred Bear and Ted Nugent and just a, a whole range of highly respected fellas and, you know, somehow this guy ended up in that book. 
they do have a photo of his trophy room, which has both the doll sheep in the photo, along with a pair of walrus tusks and stuff. And it's, yeah, that was like a big debated thing about his sheep, whether it was taken with a rifle and yada, 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 all that crap. So anyway, that's, it's really weird, because when I was looking all this stuff up, because I was focusing on the, the, the trophies and all that, that part, I was focusing on the hunting side of it to work out what sort of bullshit he was spinning. But, you know, when people looked at, at that side of it, they were only, you know, really worried about, they didn't really, no one really talks about it that much. They said, oh yeah, that's a big sheep and what a sheep, yada yada. But they more concentrate on the fact of his being a serial killer and all the horrible things that he did to women. Which, of course, it's that's just how it is. But, yeah, while trying to research and look at all it up, like, you tend to forget that people have a really, have just get a hard-on for when it comes to things involving serial killers. Just, because people, I don't know why. When it comes to crime... The subject of crime shows or crimes committed as a tele- as a series or as a podcast or something, people like to eat it up, and I like and this especially around this sort of a subject because the more fucked up a person is, the more people find that interesting and that creates content and yada yada yada. People like to eat that up, which I found it a bit odd because while trying to hell, like I was just looking for through YouTube to see if I could find anything that I might find interesting for the sake of this little episode and I don't know what would have possessed someone to do it but apparently someone liked to do a makeover to make herself look like Robert Hansen. a little tutorial for you to look like a complete psychopath or the the butcher baker or the man that hunted humans or whatever the fucking name they gave him Obviously, because of the nature of his crimes and the sort of person that he was, they made dozens of documentaries on him. And eventually they did make a movie a bit about him called The Frozen Ground, which starred Nicolas Cage. And I, it was on Netflix. I, I watched it on. I watched a little bit of net on Netflix. I know it's on Stan. Don't know if it's still on Netflix, but I did watch that a while ago. But I did see it on Stan the other night when I was just flicking through out of boredom. If you wanted to go watch it, yeah, completely up to you. I'm not your boss. Do whatever you want. But what caught me watching that film was that they did a replica of his trophy room. And for all I know, they got the exact same walrus tusks, the exact same doll sheep and put them in the exact same place because it looks like a spitting image of, of the exact same thing. Which sort of shows how, when it comes to filmmaking, how dedicated someone is to try to get things right, even though some parts of the story might not be factually correct or not. But, you know, they're doing it to make a buck. It's just, that's, that's Hollywood. But I was just, yeah, I was sort of found that a bit eerie to see, yeah, the, the trophy room. As it was, because the book has a photo of his trophy room, and you can see that. I might, yeah, I'll find it, and I'll put it up on Instagram. As part of this, when I decide to put it out there, I'll put it out by the end of the day, just because I'm bored, I've got nothing better to do. 
So, yeah, that's... Robert Hansen, buddy. Baker, Hunter, rapist, serial killer. That was, yeah, um... To be honest, I wasn't entirely sure where I was going to go with this. I just found it a interesting subject that I've not many people would have known about. I may have gotten facts wrong. That's that's. I'll put that out there now. Like, don't take anything I say as gospel. I'm just did a quick research run. Just kind of throw it out there. I'm open to be proven wrong on anything I've said. But you know, like that's. I was just. Yeah, just did us for the sake of doing it and just to throw the info out there just for the sake of interest's sake. Purely for interest. Oh, yeah, I got... Because, you know, there'll be... I might have gotten stuff wrong, especially when, with the crossbow thing. That's something I'm not entirely sure about, but obviously there's got to be someone out there who knows about it more than I do, but... Yeah, and obviously there's heaps of documentaries and there's the film... Probably a couple more books about it as well. But yeah, that's... But yeah, but I'm open to be proven wrong. Don't take what I say as gospel. And like it's just information I like to get out there. So yeah, that was... So yeah, short episode today just because I, I really don't know how to drag it out for the sake of an hour, which is kind of pointless because I'm basically beating a dead horse. But, you know, that's just what it is. Um, yeah, that's me little buddy rant about Robert Hansen anyway. Um, if you want me to do a rant about anything else, as long as it's hunting related, throw me a message and I may consider doing it if I'm bored enough. And I will try to get guests on if I decide to keep doing podcasts again. Um, oh yeah, well, I'm on Spotify now. I just got bored. Someone asked me if I was on Spotify. I thought I'd just go up and put myself up on Spotify. Just so they could listen to me past episodes. But yeah, it's still available on SoundCloud, iTunes, and now I am on Spotify. So, yep. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. And hope you enjoyed the mini episode of A Serial Killer.